Ciro3D.com features a wide variety of innovative products for the Harley touring market, as well as other types. Hey Liza, that's us. We're the other types. I'm checking out this site right now. They have a well-rounded product line, from chrome to lighting and comfort. Hell yeah they do, they got a lot of chrome. And a bunch of LED lighting accessories. You know what that means, right? Less stress on your stator. Zero3D.com takes a clean slate approach to design and manufacturing. Yeah, I'm checking out the Cypher Air Cleaner. It's pretty minimalist, but it still has exotic styling. Distributed in the United States by Drag Specialties, in Europe, Parts Europe and Zodiac, and in Asia by Twin Art. Passion for design and innovation. Always something new to see at Ciro3D.com. Yo, Liza, why are you talking like that? Because the ladies love it. <laughs> I like it. Motorcycles and Misfits here at the Recycle Garage, and this time I can say it with confidence. In sunny Santa Cruz, Cal- California, mm-hmm. we are not lying because dude, no, it's sunny. It was in the 70s. It was beautiful and, and warm. So <laughs> Jim was had his shirt off. It, of course, it, yeah. Something's, yeah well, something's going on around. That's here. a natural state of affairs for Jim, mm-hmm. but it is. God, it's cold at night. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Now, yeah. I know that's a relative term for our East Coast <laughs> listeners, yes. but for us sure. Californians, yeah. it's it's cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, weather sure is nice. This is what makes these uh, high high rents and, and mortgages worth it. <laughs> I don't know so, about that. <laughs> so to the rest of the country who are dealing with winter, neener, neener, neener. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the, just us. <laughs> Enjoy the snow, everybody. Hey, everyone. This is Liza. Tonight in the garage, running the board, we've got Bagel. I'm your private dancer. Your dancer for money. <laughs> do what you want me to do. Oh, my God! What? <laughs> I somehow was not prepared okay. for that. <laughs> I like to throw one in there every once in a while. Tina Bagel. Oh, my oh gosh. My. Over in the lonely corner is Isaac. I have nothing to follow that. <laughs> it's best just to lay low. Uh, right next to me, we've got Knock. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so, gotcha, bitch. With enthusiasm. And over on the pretty girl couch, Miss Emma. Hello, darlings. <laughs> and joining us again on the pretty girl couch tonight is Jocelyn. Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. And then over there on the other side of the room, we've got Henry. I'm looking at a pierced dick. <laughs> what your own mate? <laughs> no, the he's, one, uh, one. he's on that grinder. Oh, ah, oh, oh, swiping yeah, right on that grinder. Are, are you are you on the grinder again? <laughs> no, he's, like, he's talking about the one hanging from the rafters. Oh, <laughs> and then uh, bringing up the rear, we've got Micah. Yo, yo, wiki, wiki. And then, uh, <laughs> no doubtly causing a ruckus when she comes in late will be Bex, who yes. doesn't, who doesn't know it. She's going to have there, food. There's, there's going to be an intervention There tonight. is going to be an intervention. There's going to be another chapter of the Bikeaholics Anonymous mm. happening I hope, tonight. I hope she doesn't buy another bike on the way back here. 
impossible. Hey, but um, yeah, coming up t- uh, on the show today, we've got we'll catch up with what we've been doing this weekend. Uh-huh. Lots going on there, and then I'm gonna pose an unanswerable question that we're gonna try and answer mm-hmm. as to. Who's the best writer in the world? What does it take to be oh. the best writer in the oh. world? So we will see. Um, then we're going to hear from Jocelyn Snow, who just returned. We've been talking about her, her trip to South Africa, the GS Trophy. And then yeah, she's just, pretty good. just she's pretty three good. days later, she hops back on the bike and does the L.A. to Barstow to Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's not a race, right? It's just a, a ride? Just a ride. It's just a ride. You know, um, but, but you so can tell by the speed they're going. <laughs> babe, and babe. then... Oh, and then we will announce the contest winner. Ooh. Oh yes, oh, we, had, we had some good submissions. We got the contest winner coming up, and then we're going to get to some emails or some good emails right. as usual. Mm-hmm. But you know, before we go any further, somebody needs to take a picture of Jocelyn's boots, and we need to post those <laughs> oh, yeah. on the website. She's got the most killer boots They're imaginable. They are. That's you know, our audience needs to see your boots, Jocelyn. Well, the best thing about the audience is in radio or podcast, I guess, is. I mean, I could be wearing flip-flops. and <laughs> But you're well, not, no really darling. Knows. You are wearing S&M yeah. boots, sweetie. These are, these are, are like prototypes. <laughs> um, they're, you know, 10-inch lifters for short girls on tall bikes. <laughs> wow. so I'm trying them out. <laughs> those are serious boots. Yeah, they look like uh, superhero boots or something. <laughs> yeah. They're made for walking. <laughs> so, who got some shit done this weekend? Who did anything fun or exciting? Knock helped me do something. Yeah, I installed a cruiser tire. What? It was a 15. Oh, that's right. It was a yeah. 180. It was a 170 80 15. That is wow. a magna size tire. It was well, it was a, it was a Honda. I don't think the Magnus have 15s. It, it was, was a, a it was a shadow, shadow size tire okay. for sure. Yeah, uh, it sucked. It's a pain in the dick. Oh, I couldn't right. do it on the tire machine. Uh, Why not? Well, the, uh, you try it and that would answer your what, question. What it was, <laughs> I, the thing kept moving around and the the sprocket uh, the pulley bolts were sticking out too far. Oh, 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 oh. It just fucking so, sucked. And it mm. like so we just ended up installing it with tire irons on the floor. Yeah, which, which took about sure. 10 seconds. Yeah, right. which was like like about less than a minute. Uh, and it actually took less time to do that than to break the beam. But you know, um, but, yeah. at work, when we get the, the cruisers in with the pulleys, and that includes Harleys. I mean, yeah. we, we fit Harley tires, although we don't work on Harleys. If somebody mm-hmm. brings me in a loose Harley wheel, yeah, we'll fit a tire on that. And you've got to take the pulley off mm-hmm. to get it on the tire machine. Which oh, yeah. on, you were, you this were, was a Vulcan 900 Custom. It was actually very easy to take the whole real, rear wheel off. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, um, I mean, it, we got it on there. Yeah, and thank you so much for helping me with that. Yeah. The, the quick backstory to that is I was leaving was my bad. house on uh, Friday to go to San Jose, and I I looked at my my buddy's rear my housemate's rear tire as i was like he was parked on the curb and there was a hole in it you know he had he had worn down to the threads um just a little bit like it was just patching through but then taking some corner it had just sheared off a chunk about the size of a deck of cards so it was down to the there was a a, the tire had actually yeah there was a chunk like at least the size of a deck of cards where where it was just completely down to the threads it was wearing through the first layer of threads there was a wear and And i was like you could just put some shoe goo in there so i was on my way like i was on my way to san jose and i hit i like dialed up dialed them up on my set i was like hey i'm going to san jose i'm gonna buy you a tire 
and you can just pay me back for it, and then we're going to put it on your bike as soon as possible. Are you perchance going to work tonight? He's like, yeah, I'm going over the hill. I was like, drive really, really slowly, because I know I can't convince you not to. Right. Jeez. So take it really easy. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that was a bad time. It was bad. It was yeah. it was worse than anything I was, I pulled it was, off. I was actually surprised it held air, and I was telling Isaac, shoot, you should have just deflated it and say, hey, your but tire you, is completely <laughs> But, you know. Then he would have been like, can I use your pump? Oh, man. Well, no, that's just, just fucking just slash stab it. it. Yeah. Just stab the fucking tire. But I remember um, 20 years ago when I first came to the States, I had a job as a wrench at San Luis Motorsports. There was a group of guys who all rode gold wings. And back then, the GL1500 oh, yeah. was new. So they all had GL1500s. Did they put car tires on them? No. They wore their back tires down to the canvas. And yes. it was like a badge of honor. <laughs> who could get <laughs> so the dumb. most wear out of their tire? And how it, stupid, man. And how it ended, just outside dumb. that San Luis Obispo, there's oh quite a God. steep grade that goes from San Luis Obispo, basically, to oh, Santa yeah. Margarita. And it's, a, it's, a, it's about three or four miles and it's a steep grade and one of these lunatics was riding down the grade had a blowout in the rear and just trashed his brand new goldwing which had got enough miles on it to wear out the tire and that was the end of that competition for everyone i mean you try and tell them say hey this is dangerous but yeah yeah well so i get to give him a lot of shit now but uh you know best thing is he's he's actually survived one a a front blowout on 17 this year already it never ceases to amaze me so uh... that is a knicker filling moment oh yeah if anyone's had a front, a front blowout. blowout. Yeah, that is a trouser filling moment. But you know the way that ends is now he has two new tires. So. Very good. <laughs> I've got a good tire story. Tell us. Shoot. So um, my best friend's son, who's eighteen, um, wanted to buy a new bike. <clears throat> oh, this. Uh, and uh, yeah, he okay. took my advice last year when he was seventeen. He said he wanted to get a bike, and of course, he, I want to get like a Harley or Ducati. And okay, please, guys. He said it exactly <laughs> like that too. And I convinced him to get a Ninja Two Fifty, which he rode for a year. Good, okay. good on him. So now he's eighteen. He sold that bike. He's like, I want to get another bike. I'm looking at like a Harley or Ducati or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I talked. I talked well, no, three people out of Ducati. Here we go today. again. So <laughs> he's been sending me pictures of bikes he wants to buy and uh, you know I kind of feel like all right a he needs to start learning these lessons and B he did listen to me for the first year (laughs) so he sent me a picture of a Ducati Monster 620 Mm. all the way up in Santa Rosa uh, for $2,500 he wanted. And yeah. I responded with a Craigslist ad for what I thought was an amazing deal. It was a 2008 Kawasaki Versus for $1,800 mm. because it had a salvage title because it had a dent on the frame from when it fell over. Oh, geez. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a much better bike. Yeah, You'll get much more use out of it. And it's much closer. And it you know, costs less. So, which bike did he come home with? He bought the Monster. He bought the Monster. Of course. The original Dukaki. He he made the first mistake of he drove uh, Santa Rosa's about three hours away from, yeah. with a truck. So I, when I see someone show up with a truck and they've driven that far, I know the, the deal's done. Yeah. <laughs> right? But um, it was a bike, and he's like, yeah, it only has 7,000 miles. He's so stuck. He brought it home. The next morning, he went to start it. Wouldn't start. Just went click, click, click. So... <laughs> He, he had called me. Can I borrow a charger? You know, if you're going to own a motor vehicle, you should right. own a charger. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, can I borrow your charger? 
you know yeah you know just bring the whole bike to me yeah. So, well, he did borrow the charger. He charged it overnight and said it's still clicking. Bring the whole bike to me. I'll take a look at it. As soon as I got it, um, the one thing I noticed was that it had 2014 license plate registration. All right. <laughs> right? What year was this? Uh, it's an 05 something? Oh, oh when, whatever. What year? 02? Yeah, right? but nevertheless, it hasn't um, been on the road for three years. So yeah. I'm like, oh, there's back ridge. Right. Um, and I put it on my charger and charged it for an hour. And when I came back, turned it on, it started right up. <laughs> so, okay. It's obviously, it's a battery that just doesn't have much juice. And it's going to, you know, it's been sitting a while. So then I took it out for a little test ride and it felt something like something was horribly wrong. Oh Brought it back and I was able to push the front tire in with my hand. <laughs> so I texted him, hey, I charged your battery. It started right up. Well, this morning, he showed up first thing. He's like, okay, I'm here to get my bike. <laughs> all right. First of all, you need to check some things. Have you checked the oil? Yeah, it looks good. Uh, <laughs> did you check your tire pressure? No. <laughs> Do you know what your tire pressure should be? No. <laughs> well, get down on your hands and knees and read the tires. Tell me what it should be. He's like, it says 42. I'm like, okay, well, uh, let's call it 38. You know, it's good. Um, how much do you think you have in there? He's like, uh, I don't know. He put a meter on it? Five. Eight. Oh, <laughs> the front tire had eight pounds, and he wow. test rode this at the guy's house. Oh, yeah. my God. But I would, uh, he I rode would, a ninja for a year, and he couldn't tell the front tire was low? But Liza, I no. would love to Woof. be able to say this is uncommon, but it's not. No. Right. Very, well, very here's common. where it doesn't stop there. So <laughs> he was putting air in, and he was using my good tire pressure gauge, and he said it, it broke. I'm like, what do you mean it broke? Well, the needle went around and got stuck on the other side of the pin. <laughs> <laughs> what? How did you break my good gauge? So I'm like just pulling out all the other gauges, and he's just sitting there, and he's reading them, and I hear him just putting more air in, and then he's reading it. He's like, well, this one doesn't work. Well, get another. Here's a digital one. Here's a, you know, manual one. Here's different. And he's just putting air in, and uh, I'm like, Cat, can you go help him? I don't know what's going on. This was today? Today. He's like, it doesn't work. Cat was like... I, I don't know what he's doing, but she put uh, put it on. It had a hundred pounds. Yeah. Jesus! <laughs> oh my God! I'm trying she to get to destroy the tire. A hundred pounds in that tire. Good. Because he wasn't putting the gauge on right. And he, he said, wasn't releasing said, the pressure afterwards, And it said 14. Was he? So he just kept putting more. Right. I don't oh think he God. was lining it up right. Yeah. Um, he kept saying that my um, oh my chuck was broken because he wasn't pushing hard enough. <laughs> all three and of your chucks I don't know. were broken. Yeah, it's not, it's not his fault. Your stuff's broken. <laughs> you know, it's stuff. like a bad relationship. Right. <laughs> well. <laughs> He's a gaslighter. So right? thank, yeah, thank exactly. gosh. Thank gosh we were here. And then Kat helped him and got, got it down to a better level. Wow. And man. he took off writing which by the way he was writing all day today with only helmet and gloves as gear i'm like you where's know. your gear it's at the uh, house you could go it's cool i'm wearing Oregon my door? sweatshirt and cat started telling about her crash and her road rash doing like 10 15 miles an hour whatever right. she was doing so we so he got a really good lecture and help from everyone make sure he uh, checks those valves before he blows up the engine first okay. of all anyway, like, i think before we go it's any roast further, tonight and he's not even here before we go any further, it's time for a Misfits Top, top tip. tip. Top tip. 
How often should you check your tire pressures? Every, Every time week, you once a week. Not once a week. quite, because that's impractical. That's what they say. My best advice is. Every time you fill up with gas, quickly check your tire pressures with a gauge. Mm. But every time you go out on your bike, just get the heel of your boot and kick the tires with the heel of your boot. Make That's sure easy. they don't feel soft every time you ride, and then check them once a week. Mm -hmm. Stay safe out there. Know your tire pressures. So also, a, another Misfits um, top tip, let oh yeah. Liza ride your underinflated tires. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, no, and why did you ride it with underinflated tires? And... Get a twenty-five dollar oh. like Motion Pro makes it like twenty-five dollars gets you a great tire gauge. I just right. keep one. I've got a little locking case on my dashboard. If you got saddlebags, if you got a backpack, just keep it in there. Yeah, I keep yeah. one in my saddlebag the whole time. Yeah, because yeah. I, I would, I would the little stick ones suck. Right, I would recommend it. Yeah, dial proper dial tire gauge, and also measure them when the, when your tires are cold because the pressure will increase when they're hot. So you want that pressure set cold. But jump in, Jocelyn. Jump in, Jocelyn. Uh, I was just gonna say that maybe his next bike should be a BMW GS because it has a Tire pressure. Oh, <laughs> while you're riding, the TPS system tells you all the time what your tire pressure well, is, and it will when, flash. Hey, look. when he's made enough money yeah. from his dentistry, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> Practice, he will. That's, <laughs> that's totally what a BMW yep. rider would say, too. Totally. <laughs> I thought they were all architects. Yeah. Well, and actually, uh, Jim and I went dirt biking yesterday, and Jim said, Are you going to check your tires? I said, No. Yeah. I ch I checked them two weeks ago and I overinflated ah. them, so they should be really good now. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect right now. I'm just using the uh, yeah overinflate them every now but and then, and, and you don't have no. to check them as often. <laughs> but you know, I I think we talked about this before. It's so easy. If you're running a sport bike, it's going to be 36.42. That's it. If you're running a cruiser or that's a stand, 36 in the front, 42 in the back. Correct, correct. sir. Um, if you're running a cruiser or a standard, it's going to be like 33 in the front, 36 in the back. And that's going to be a blanket tire pressure. If you don't know your tire pressures, you've got a cruiser or a standard, put 33 in the front, 36 in the back. It's going to feel great. You've got a sport bike, 36, 42. And if you're riding in the dirt, 15 and 15 are perfect for the dirt. And then the heavier bikes, like you got a proper touring bike, it's going to be 36, more like... 36, 42? I'm, mine's 38, 44. Okay. So, Close. you know who definitely knows what their tire pressure is at any given time? Who that? The best rider in the world. Oh. oh. And who is that? Mm. Well, that's what we're going to discuss. Wow. Right <laughs> so here's my I think thought. it's knock. Here's my thought. <laughs> I was yes, thinking, I what, what does it take <laughs> to qualify somebody as the best rider in the world? What takes the most skill? Is it... Nine world champions, it, baby. I mean, some of these stunt riders are doing amazing, like, yeah. ballet on one wheel, yeah. on Trials on heavy riders. bikes. Trial riders. Yeah. Uh, MotoGP racers. Yep. Um, we got Ayersberg, you know, Super Enduro, Motocross, or even just people like Travis Pastrana, yep. who does so many things. So I want to go around the room and talk to everyone and see what you think qualifies somebody. Because I think Jocelyn here, who is very experienced in many different uh, assets, uh, fields of motorcycling, I think you might have a good clue. And we've been having this conversation. There's been some good points made. So we'll come to you last. But <laughs> Bagel. Yes. I what do you think qualifies somebody? The what takes the most skill? Well, I mean, if you're it, it, if 
If you're talking about riding in general, I think it, it has to encompass all types of riding because you've got road riding, you've got off-road, you've got you know extreme crazy stuff that people do like trials riding. I, I think to be the ultimate rider, you'd have to really master all of that, which is quite a challenge, I'm sure. Um, but there, there are some absolutely amazing, brilliant riders that I've seen before. Um, I'm not really one to watch motorcycle <clears throat> racing, but I did see that clip of uh, Mark Marquez mm-hmm. just like uh, pulling his bike out of what oh, looked he, like he was going to Oh, like, yeah. Low-sided and oh, then yeah. Yeah. so sick. It was, the that was art. <laughs> oh. That was absolutely amazing. Oh, I spent some time art. in my bunk after so watching you think, that one. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so you think like MotoGP are probably well the best riders in the world? That's I mean they are among the top riders I would say because I mean that's that's well honed skill uh, right. and and amazing ability like what Mark Marquez showed in that in that one clip. But then you've got off road riders who do amazing things as well. Um, Micah. I, I but what do you think takes more skill, riding on pavement or riding on dirt? Oh, dirt, absolutely. All right, and we didn't even throw in ice ice racing. Oh, Ooh. those crazy mm. bastards! Yes. <laughs> I mean, there is there is there's the dirt, there's the pavement, and then there's the motherfuckers on the ice. I mean, have you seen those tires? The Dirty thing is, tires. If you fall off, oh, yeah. the bike, it's you like, are going to just get perforated <laughs> by the guy following <laughs> you. Yeah, All right, so steady. dirt, you think takes a lot more skill? Absolutely. What kind of riding style do you think are the most skilled riders in the world? Well, I think if you're going to call someone the one of the best riders in the world, then they have to be good at most of the types of riding. So have to be like, they don't have to be the very best, but at least take like top 10 in any race that you throw them into for whatever you're doing. So would, are you saying something like supermoto? Yeah, That's... so you can put them on a supermoto and they'll take like ninth and then they'll you put them on the dirt and they'll take seventh and then you put them on the street and they'll like take a good placing if they're racing or whatever. So just being good and not they don't have to be the very best, but just really exceedingly good at a lot of things. So Henry, what about like endurance riders like Iron Butt? Or people who travel around the world and go through every extreme. That, yeah, that takes a shit ton of concentration to just ride for that long. That's a that's just a different kind of riding though than like long than just like racing or like extreme dirt biking, like trials or something like that. What what in your mind elevates somebody to being one of the best riders in the world? What accomplishment or event must they complete? It's not like a single thing that I can think of, but in terms of like pure maybe racing or just like competition sort of thing, like maybe Charles Riders or those crazy bastards to do Irish road racing, I think they're like the top. <laughs> they're like, they've got to be like definitely in the top group of uh, people. All right. And uh, Isaac, did I ask you yet? No. Uh, what do you think? And especially as somebody who. Oh, yeah. Do you want to hear the can definition? Sure. Which, to a certain extent, I agree with. Uh, sure. An expert rider is a rider who uses their expert judgment to avoid using their expert skills. <laughs> oh, thank you, Professor. Yeah, that's uh, nice. Did a guy named voice. Tim tell you that? that, that no, but do you know Craig? Tim? He, I met him the other day. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, I kind of vaguely know him. Yeah, I, I, no, I just met him the other day. He's dope. Uh, no, so I have, I have uh, like, sort of two definitions. There's so many kinds of riding. Anybody who is at the absolute pinnacle of 
whatever, whether it's MotoGP or trials, whatever, if you reach the pinnacle, that's an expert rider. Or somebody who goes out every day and keeps their head in the game. But, and, like, who goes out, who loves riding, goes out every day, like, tries to, like, tries to always make their riding better. And, and just every, every time they're riding, they're paying attention and they're, they're there. But do you think it takes more skill to be a motocross champion or a racetrack champion? I think you like conflict. No, I'm asking. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing when people say, well, who's the best athlete in the world? I mean, there's a I'm lot not, of different sports. I'm not good at either of them. Can, who the, who the hell am I to say? You know? like, well, right. there's a, like the, it, Maybe there's a higher skill cap for one, but they're such different things. You know? Right. They're both riding. That's what they have in common. All right, let me show you. But, what? I, I think I think I think it's just like uh, yeah, it's a pointless argument to have. It's not a pointless argument because <laughs> I'll show you who has a good point. Knock. Oh, I don't got any points. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you uh, made a good point in this. No, uh, I thought MotoGP riders are the best riders in the world simply for the fact that they've got a, such a skill advantage and and talent and um, and. Uh, they're they have they're able to adapt very easily to pretty much anything because they have to because that's kind of like their job that they could go into different kinds of uh, styles of motorcycle riding and they could you know master it uh, with a lot less shorter time than most people that's so, a good point because a lot of the top racers have dirt experience they all have to dirt become experience. a better racer but how many people who race dirt have track experience right so good what point. you're saying is is a ride a, a like the most expert rider is one whose skills are broad and versatile enough to cover different disciplines. Well, I think it's it's their their ability that, to adapt yeah. because a lot of that is intelligence. Yeah, whether it's you know kinesthetic intelligence or actual like you know uh, the ability to process and uh, 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 problems and scenarios. That's um, valid. Yeah. That's a good argument. Yeah. I'll take that. I think that's also that's reflex. very well stated too. What about you, Bex? What do you think? Uh, I'm along the uh, similar line uh, with the MotoGP riders, um, having that ability to adapt at such high speeds with short time frame. Um, but I think that that adaptation or adaptation, that skill is about practice. Mm-hmm. And I think that the expert writer is one who, and this isn't mine, but the 10,000 hour rule of mm. practice, where expert persons in their field have exceeded 10,000 hours of practice or more. So, yeah. so that would be an expert rider. But also, some people ride for thousands of hours and never really pay attention and never get better. You know, right. it's you got to be practicing this the right true. thing. You have to practice true. right. This is very true. If you practice the wrong thing every right. day for ten years, I bet you're just going to be really good at I fucking bet Mark up. Mark Marquez <laughs> sucks at very, commuting. Very true. No, yeah, no. I, I think Isaac has a good point. So, a piano player who ha- is practicing, you can hear the ill practice. So you're going to know, okay, that's wrong. A motorcyclist might be able to survive on their two wheels, on road or on dirt for these multiple hours, but yet not be practicing the skills that would take them out of a very dangerous situation um, quickly and adeptly and without incident mm-hmm. uh, if they are like you, you pointed out practicing the wrong skills right so being in the game but here's here's an argument against uh track riders they're riding on a predictable terrain 
And they're no, able to no, they're not. No. Yes, absolutely. Yes. They're yes. absolutely. Yes. No, they're not. It's no. kind of boring. No, 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 They're able to be repetitive, <laughs> whereas somebody who's writing on unpredictable terrain is having to react. All the okay. All no, the argument is they might be able to practice. They might be able to unpredictable. They might be able to ride on predictable terrain, but the environment that they're in is not predictable. You have. You know, 15, 16, 20 other guys doing the same exact thing. Sure. So, yeah, but then what? I, no, no, no. What? I want to hear from Jocelyn because she's over there just <laughs> shaking her head. Oh, well. just, as somebody who's excelled on both pavement and dirt, what do you think? So, like you guys are saying, definitely there's many, many different types of riding. We've got the Isle of Man, the street racing, the yeah. adventure touring, the guys that ride for long distances. We have the enduro cross, which are mm-hmm. climbing up over logs and tires and rocks in a short, tight course. Races like Dakar Rally and the Six Days. The Six Days, so that's hard enduro. Yeah. And we have Roof of Africa, mm-hmm. right? Hell's Gate, Enduro Dersberg, Trials, Stunt Riding, GS Supermoto, and MotoGP. Yeah. Um, and so so I understand what you guys are saying, you know, that, you know, it should be a rider that's well-rounded. Um, it would be really cool if we had, like, this type of riding that was everything, and you had to go mm. from one bike to another bike to another bike. And we, we could Moto probably determine, yeah, who is the most <laughs> rounded rider. But I don't think the question was who's the most rounded. It was who's the best rider in the world. So yeah. as far as what you were saying, knock on, on adapting to change, in MotoGP, the, the track is always the same. Turn one has the same runoff. Sure. You know, Yes, the, the temperature changes and the people change and the, your position changes and it's raining and now it's cold and your tire pressure. But so doesn't the hard enduro and in the woods and you come around the corner and now it's mud and then you know a tree just you know got in the way and a rock tumbled down. So I think in all types of riding, even in trials, there's there's stuff that's constantly changing. Even in stunt riding, your tire gets warmer. You know, the crowd gets in the way, and you have to adjust. Hmm. So, it's a difficult question, which is probably why you you popped yeah, it. Yeah, or like <laughs> like Ayersberg. What I mean, Jocelyn, you have to in your mind think what is the hardest race in the world. You have to have an idea. Uh, you know, I, I think for me, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, that is definitely some of the roof of Africa, Hell's Gate, you know, Enduro at Erzberg. Uh-huh. Um, and I've, I've seen people come out of street and road racing backgrounds and, and tackle it and people from trials. But now Erzberg, extremely cars. difficult. However, it only lasts how long? couple hours right mm-hmm. i mean how do you it define depends how hard, good though? you are <laughs> well, yeah but then but then like, we're talking about some of these other races right. that go on for wait a minute days, you got days like, and days i uh, go yeah, ahead sorry no, uh, no go ahead go ahead well, i was just gonna say that i think if you're gonna be the best rider in the world it, it's kind of it depends on what you're riding. You can't say, like, what's, what's better, someone that bakes or someone that cooks. They're two different things. They're right. making two different meals. For sure. So I think the best rider in the world is, is someone who is inspirational and someone who's maybe a legend, someone who lives to ride and is exceptionally good in the type of riding that they do. You know, someone like Malcolm Smith or right. Kenny Roberts, you know, someone that we look to. Malcolm you know, Smith, I think... Is is akin to like Evil Knievel, even though he may not have been exactly, yeah. the best, you know, s- stunt writer in the world. He he definitely has left a mark. And Malcolm Smith is one of those people who could easily adapt and do so many right. things. Definitely. All right, 
Well, I mean, just to be pedantic here, like if we're gonna Ooh, put a bit, me- yeah, <laughs> if we're gonna, I mean, like if you're gonna define hard, how do you define hard? Also, um, how are we gonna? <laughs> I can tell you that. I'll, I'll show you hard. That's an open-ended uh-huh. question. And, and then there's like, um, uh, how do you define hard? And also, uh, how do you put a metric to it? Right. Like, how, like, what's the deadliest road race okay, there is? Obviously, I, Isle of Man. And what's, yeah. you know, and if I can, if I can join the conversation, sure. please. Yeah. <laughs> to me, there's no question and i want to make it clear that i'm not dismissing anything other than this oh no for sure the hardest race in the world is the isle of man tt Mm -hmm. the best riders in the world are at the isle of man tt and i will tell you why and it's very very simple the isle of man tt course is fundamentally unchanged since the turn of the century when i say the turn of the century i mean at the turn of the 20th century Mm -hmm. it's essentially the same country lanes with stone walls what's happened is instead of the bikes going 50 miles an hour Mm -hmm. they're now doing 200 Mm -hmm. miles an hour I'd agree with you. I think as for road racing, I think Isle of Man is probably and, the most difficult And if road you racing. want the best rider in the world, and sadly he's no longer with us... Joey. The, Joey Dunlop. Joey. Mm. There's no question. Mm. Yeah. And to me, it, there's no argument to it. Joey Dunlop was the greatest TT rider in the world, mm-hmm. which made him, to me, the best rider in the world. Sure. It's the hardest race. And if... Okay, you can die doing any form of motorcycle racing, but dying in the TT if you mess up is practically what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a guarantee. If you mess or, up, certainly when you're going through the villages, you will die. Or, or at least you'll be seriously messed up. Yeah. For I yeah. mean, to, to, to Emma's point, it's one of the races where you have a metric because you're actually timed. You know, and you have an average course speed, and it takes a lot of fucking balls because there are no runoff. Exactly. And yeah, and the rate of, of death is like one a year, one and you a know, half, two years, something like that. You know, and there's so much footage on YouTube these days of camera mounts on bikes. You can even go back to the 80s. There's a great piece of YouTube. Um, it's Joey Dunlop. He's on the uh, NSR 500 Honda, the two-stroke triple. Mm-hmm. And he's doing like a 130-mile-an-hour uh, lap. It yeah. is crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's from 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing. And to me, these were my heroes because when I was young, the pilgrimage every summer... You took off work, you went to the Isle of Man. And the, there were two races I used to go to. I loved, used to love to go to the Baldor, because that was a 24-hour. Yeah. And then the Isle of Man. Mm-hmm. The Baldor was really more of a party. I mean, that's an endurance race. That's like Le Mans for us bikers. Mm-hmm. But this was at the old Paul Ricard circuit, and it was just a party weekend. That was a great race. And to race endurance, especially the big behemoths from back, back then... Mm-hmm. Because you were racing 700-pound racing bikes. And see, that's something I throw into. I think endurance is something that's really hard. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the Suzuka yeah. races. I never Suzuka, made it out oh, yeah, to Suzuka, but those those Suzuka guys, that takes skill. What's but that? Oh, eight-hour Suzuka, right? Yeah. What is just It's just endurance race? racing. These big, burly racing bikes with, with high-powered lights on oh, them, okay. and you just... Yeah. Rah, so rah. But to me, it's the Isle of Man TT. There's no question about this. What kind of sent me down this road is um, last week, or earlier this week, Jim and I went and saw Dust 2 Glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sequel to Dust to Glory. It's Dust number 2 Glory. <laughs> about the Baja 1000. 
mm-hmm. and uh, the the Iron Man class where it's one rider doing the whole thing. It's about it's 24 hours that they're Best, out there. Badass as shit, those guys. And I'm like, wow, that's really hardcore. And then I started comparing that to other things that are hardcore. Now, Baja 1000, yeah, that's pretty hardcore, but then yeah, how do you compare that to Ayersberg? How do you compare that? Well, to let's go back. How do you compare that to Isle of Man? Right. How do you compare it to... That's why I started comparing and started going down the road. So, Liza, uh-huh. is it possible to just have many amazing... No. Right? No. <laughs> no. There's Take only your karma-loving <laughs> chakras out of here. There can be only one. Let's there go, can be only one. Let's go to the best pianist. Who is the best pianist? Yeah, what they does changed the Liberace, of course. What does he or she play? <laughs> Yeah, it could be, but is it is it a classical pianist? Well, I mean, is it a rock and roll pianist? Is it a boogie woogie pianist? Right. I mean, unless you're more into John Tesh, but you know, um, you can't. I'm a Kenny G guy, must no, 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 yeah. you can't, and that's why I think people who get into it, people like Jocelyn, I really wanted to get her opinion because she's somebody who knows a lot of these people are doing these things, and you know what it takes to do these. So, what? Do you, so, hardest race in the world? Do you do you agree? You know, Isla Man. I mean, that is up there. I mean, I don't because I I think when the guys are done with the Isla Man, if you pulled them aside and said, "Dude, you need to go do one more lap," they could do it. Now, I do agree that the Isla oh, Man good is point. Uh, good point. Yeah. Now, we're saying you know the best, meaning you guys were talking about the hardest. Now, uh-huh. I think the Isla Man is the highest risk, one of the highest risk. Go. I got invited to do the Isla Man back when I was road racing. And I, I didn't do it. I didn't That's go. That's a very smart move. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and I actually had a friend um, from Santa Cruz that got paralyzed that year. So, oh, yeah. um, or injured badly, I think. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I think, uh, you know, when you're talking about Enduro Erzberg, those guys, when they finish, if you, I mean, they're throwing up some of them. I and mean, when you say to them, hey, dude, you need to go do one more lap, and they may mentally just break down. So, right. It's, <laughs> and I'm certainly not. So, I've done almost uh, all the things we've listed, except for, you know, <laughs> Isle Man, but, um, all the different styles of writing. And yep. they are all different in a different way. It's almost as if they're different sports. Um, yeah. But it would be really badass to see somebody yeah. come out that could jump from bike to bike to bike and just win everything. That would be the best rider. The, the closest uh, to that was super bikers back in the. Uh, oh, yeah, that's that. right. Yes, oh, yeah. Yes. I remember that. Was that. The, the birth of the supermotard. <laughs> right. Yep. Oh. Well, that, that's when the whole supermotard thing was born at the. Yes. Uh, at, uh, Carlsbad. Was it Carlsbad? It was Carlsbad Stadium. That's where the whole supermoto Hmm. thing was born. That's where, you know, it draws a line to. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if we need, like, a a pentathlon of motorcycles or something. That would be so cool. (laughs) We should totally do that. I I know that there is not a right answer, but I certainly would love to get feedback from everyone of who they think is the best rider in the world and what it takes to be the best rider in the world. I mean... Yeah, it can be said somebody who You're the best. covers. I mean, it could also just be somebody who, you know, like. Um, well, now we're also talking about like Ben Spees, who's going from being one of the best road racers now to enduro. So somebody who can jump from one to the other definitely takes a lot of skill. Yeah, for sure. So I'm sure people will um, remind us of things we didn't 
We forgot to mention, but there's so many. And I think it's, it's a good. I think like, it's a good conversation. Yeah. It's a great conversation. Ask yourself who great makes question. you pop the biggest boner, and that's the mm-hmm. best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's even, your, even, that's <laughs> your personal best. <laughs> you're, you're the biggest hetero man boner, or not? <laughs> whatever, whatever sure, floats your boat. But you know, I think everyone's answer is going to be drawn to whose heroes they had when they were young. Yeah. When sure. they first got involved with biking. Whether it was the dirt bikers, whether we're watching Krusty Demons of Dirt, mm-hmm. or and the Dust to Glory. And we didn't or the even Isle talk about Bonneville racers. Yeah, Bonneville. yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. that's, that's right. a whole nother level. Completely different kind of racing. I'm doing mm-hmm. 200 miles an hour and dealing yeah. with a speed wobble. Like, right. For, <laughs> yeah. That's why the Motorcycle Hall of Fame is so big, because <laughs> yeah, everybody is a great rider. It's all stick and ball sports. <laughs> I don't know. I think this will maybe be an ongoing it's question. It'll be interesting to get feedback from people. Sure. And, you know, it could be said, too. Um, something that it takes to be one of the best riders in the world is yep. amazing control of a bike that is like 12 times your size. Hey, how about you run a co-op garage? <laughs> you run a, a podcast. <laughs> You'd be the best rider in the world if you do that. <laughs> um, that just brings us now to Aww. Jocelyn. Yeah, that was a long down. <laughs> From the best oh, shut up. You're pretty good. You're pretty good. <laughs> All right. So Jocelyn was here a couple weeks ago talking about, well, her entire career of writing, um, which then brought you up to you were about to go to South Africa for the GS Trophy event. And you did. Yeah. <laughs> and we've already announced you made the team. Yes. Congratulations. Congratulations. Well done. Thank you. And now, yeah. let me ask you this because there were how many women competing? To, uh, there were supposed to be 25. One couldn't get a visa in time. So oh. we had 24. <laughs> 24 people, women competing for three spots. Now, were you sweating it? Because you were like running like fifth, sixth place in it, a lot of the events, right? Well, it changed daily, so and they wouldn't tell us. Um, mm. But the day day one, which was advertised as not a day, so you saw day one, two, and three of videos that they posted. It was actually day one, two, three, and four. So on day hmm. one, I really felt like I was killing it. But they broke us up into um, different groups. So you had no idea where you stood or what you were doing. All you knew is if you made the first cut and the second cut Damn. and the third cut. That's all you knew. So, all right, let's go through. So how many days of riding was it? Four. All right. Day one. Walk us through it. So I don't know if I would say riding. Well, can, <laughs> can Grueling I, punishment. Can I just be sure? These are 24 women from countries abroad just the entire world has selected these women to compete yes yes exactly so not the world but bmw different countries from all over and there were two of us that went from the u.s myself and bettina nadel from um colorado all right so day one you guys arrive what what do you do day one <laughs> so actually day one we arrive at this hotel and everyone gathered in together at the hotel the following morning they picked us up in a giant bus um put us on the bus with all our gear and we headed for a three-hour drive to the bottom tip of south africa and as a reminder you did not bring your own bikes you're going to be supplied with bikes correct and it's and you are women of all different sizes who are all going to be given identical bikes so it's not like it's a bike that's set up for you correct all right 
Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we had a nice little break on the way there. They stopped off at a school. Mm. Um, BMW had put this on um, and set this up where we handed out coloring books and crayons and pencils and and paper and stationery for the kids in school and in return the kids did dancing and singing for us it was it it was really emotional jocelyn you were playing that clip for me earlier on do you think you could set that up because that singing was amazing so this was also a a goodwill like cultural exchange kind of a tour too huh yes as it should be it was and i think it was you know definitely good exposure for bmw for sure um let's see if i can dig this up so we i'm sorry to put you on the spot but it was so cool make sure i get the right one we we pulled in and the kids were singing to us uh you know let's see welcome to south africa they kind of freak uh maybe they were calling us freaking <laughs> and then <laughs> what happened is the uh, they, there was this great <laughs> welcoming and the kids were I mean and they were anywhere from four years old to maybe 14 15 years that's old that's cool that and is so cool and then they sang and danced it was so uplifting and positive and they were just so talented. Um, it brought tears to a lot of our eyes. And at this point, are you looking at everyone like as competitors and giving them the stink eye? <laughs> you know, this is this is what ex- breaking them down. <laughs> That's what I expected. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, but if if you put twenty four women in mm-hmm. one room, they're like chicken each other. Ah, like yeah. whoa, sister. Like who do you think you are? <laughs> and that's sort of what I expected. I wasn't sure. Um, it wasn't that way at all. Yes. Immediately at the hotel before the competition even began, it was within an hour, um, like we had been friends for years. Um, before we even boarded the bus to head down to the competition, um, I had already made friends for life. It was nice. insane. I can't explain it. It was bizarre. And what countries were represented? Well, that's a big list, though. We have. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to wait, I heard probably pull that one out, too, and get that information. All right. And while you're looking that up, um, so how? So you, you got on bikes on this second day, was it? Okay, so, well, all right. So we were in this. I'm still going to talk about the first day because yeah, okay, yeah. I, I think the first day was, was pretty... Um, Pretty interesting. All right, I found the uh, countries here for everybody so that they could look or listen, I should say. Um, so we had a couple ladies from Japan, a couple from Mexico, one from Malaysia, Thailand, two ladies from South Africa, <clears throat> and they were amazing. And there was actually, I understood, uh, just over 50 women competed for the South Africa position. Wow. Yeah, oh, and damn, these ladies awesome. were no joke. Um, no we had the two of us from the USA. There were two from the United Kingdom, two from Australia, Canada, two from China, France, Germany, wow. and we had one lady um, from Colombia. Wow. I, I have to say that uh, uh, to be in that crowd is almost miraculous because to be, as you spoke last time when you were here, 
to be a female in this sport is an anomaly in itself. But to be an international female in this sport as competitive, I can see just... Wow, you are my people. (laughs) It was was fantastic to see so many women together that do the same thing, because this is a little rare, you know. Um, Okay, so uh, we left the school. We get to the facility. If you can imagine um, a, a big rolling hill of tight, trimmed green grass. It looked like a golf course with 25... Um, motorcycles, BMW motorcycles, and these BMWs were maybe less than 300 miles. Mm. Still had the little hairs off the tires. <laughs> Lined up in a mm. perfect line to the 16th of an inch with big <laughs> feather flags flapping in the wind with GS Trophy, and we're coming in going, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing. So we stopped seeing anything three hours before we got to our destination <laughs> there's nothing zero zip zilt nada and we're out in the middle of you know bfe <laughs> and so we we get our gear bag and our bags and we're you know walking around just looking in a daze thinking i know i'm thinking great i'm gonna you know get settled in and now they they tossed a tent at us and they said line up Oh man! Oh <laughs> shit! Get real now. Yeah, yeah. time to keep it real. These marshals—it was like someone said to them, "So hey, go fuck with these girls, <laughs> <laughs> and we want to see if we can break them." And the the four days were um, a test, uh, mental and physical, mm. uh, you know, endurance, mm-hmm, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so they hand us these tents, and we're all lined up. And one of the marshals says, I want your tents up. You can look across and see one. That's what I want them to look like. I want everything in your tent. I want your gear on. I want you ready to ride. I want you to run across the hall, across the, I mean, field, jump the trench, sign in at this desk, run over, pick your motorcycle, memorize your last eight of your VIN, memorize the mileage on the bike, and memorize the license plate number. Run over to this building, put all that information down, and you're timed go. Suddenly you're on fear factor. Wow. What's happening? What the heck? What a dick. Okay, so this is a trials of a lot more than just uh, motorcycle skills. It was. Um, What was interesting is, you know, I did train this and so I did research their Facebook page and their website and I did mm-hmm. see these tents and I thought to myself would that be weird if like you know they made us race and so I did go to REI and I did put this tent up this, <laughs> that I saw on Facebook so I lit up when they did they said that I, what are the chances this is awesome and I won the tent build thing right and ran ran and did my thing and picked my my bike um and then i realized i hadn't put the rain fly on and they let me know and so i had to go back (laughs) and run back across and put the rain fly so that put me in second but um that was how it started then that day went straight from there to uh, split up in three different groups and we were sent down to the bottom of the big grassy hill on our bikes and they put a black sweatshirt over our helmets and we were to ride up the hill blindfolded. I know you right? <laughs> So to a, basically it was a circle the size of a paper plate. 
And um, let me try to describe riding motorcycle blind. Okay, it's like riding a motorcycle blind. <laughs> it's like nothing else. Okay, well, I can try hard. Let me try. Um, Why do they do that? Okay, like they just blindfold you. The yeah. So imagine. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you know the teacups at the fair, and they spin yeah. around. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, so get on the teacup ride, but I don't want you to sit. I want you to stand. Mm-hmm. Okay, and while the ride's going, I want you to walk from teacup to teacup with a blindfold on. And while that's happening, I want you to put a tennis racket in your right hand, and you're gonna hit the ball I'm going to throw at you. That's kind of what it was like. like nothing made any sense. Yeah. So um, you had to ride uphill, I want to say is about 100, 200 yards to see your, how close you could get your rear tire to the circle. Mm. And they measured it. Wow. wow. So um, I also practiced riding blindfolded. Was there any auditory input? There wasn't. Um, what, what what it was, though, is y- when, when you put a blindfold on and you stand up on your bike and you start, especially on mm-hmm. grass, all of a sudden you lose where front is. I mean, you mm-hmm. have your handlebars in front of you, but you any input on the bike that you aren't aware that you are doing can turn the bike mm-hmm. left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you, you know, we use our eyes to balance. We use our eyes to go where we want to go. And so when you take those away... All of us. It's just. A, I, I encourage everyone at home to try it, but make sure you're not on a, you know, a traffic or on a major road. Just use a, use your friend's safe. bike. <laughs> um, what I did notice, though, remember those feather flags I told you about? Mm-hmm. Um, I could hear them, so uh-huh. I rode towards the feather flags. Uh, I didn't hear anybody. Input. Yeah, nobody else told me mm-hmm. anything like that. They heard them, but I did. Nice. Um, I ended up about five feet from the paper plate sick but the south africa lady one of them she she Zelda, she landed on the paper plate wow. she heard it crunch you know the little circle <laughs> Wait, there and is and that stopped. better or worse that's the best you can get so are any of these women competing that they have done this event before Oh, that's a good question. Mm. So before I started the competition, I was under the impression the South African ladies had done the event before, but actually it's not clear, so Mm. I am not sure. I I do understand that the U.S. does not allow you to win more than once, so if you've done Mm. the Geo's Trophy, you can't do it again. But I do understand other countries don't necessarily have the same, Mm. so I'm not real sure on that one but and so this this these events the blindfolded all this weird extreme stuff that happens every year or is this like they switch it up every year so people can't you know uh, get a get a ringer in there or whatever. Well, you know, so they do the qualifier every other year, and then the opposite year is the actual trophy, which mm-hmm. we're gonna have in Mongolia. So it was two years ago that they did this, um, and social oh, okay. media is making more of a presence now than it was two years ago, and then again the two years prior to that. So I'm guessing, I'm assuming, now that it's been advertised, everything we did, there's videos and photos that they'll mm-hmm. probably change it up. Yeah. Um, however, we weren't able to do um, all of the tests that they had originally scheduled. They were making it up as they went along because we had a major 
hail and rain and thunderstorm. Mm. I mean, at the points where the tents were flooded and Whoa. Um, Whoa. yeah, they, <laughs> the hail and it was and it rained uh, most of the time we were there. It's, so uh, they it, changed it up. It sounds, it sounds they like were a, just, they were just messing with you. Order weather. Come. It sounds like a bunch of masochists are running this thing. <laughs> Wait, weren't they called sergeants? Uh, in a way, yeah. They were, they were the marshals. They were the marshals. marshals. Okay. That's right. right. I have a question. Um, how much were you able to practice before you did this? Because you said you practiced blindfolded and you practiced the tent. So how much did you know was going to happen and how much were you able to like... Yeah, how much did you cheat? So I, <laughs> I didn't know anything was going to happen. Mm. I assumed everything was going to happen. Um, and I put some serious hours every night after work um, training, every weekend training. Yeah. And if I wasn't on the bike, then I was on the internet studying and seeing what other things happened in the past. How did you train? So, um, well, I, I have a, a ranch in, in town not far from my house. And I have just obstacles set up. You guys should come she out. She really yeah, ass Don't say oh that because we'll totally come out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All kinds of challenges. I want to see you put bagel and a scooter people through it. I'll do it. Oh, goodness. Do um, it. So <laughs> what it. What other yeah. challenges did they have you do? I want to hear. Sure. So on the first day um, after the blindfold, then they had us, um, we had to lay the bike down in full gear, run all the way up to the top of the hill, run around a telephone pole, run all the way back to the bike as fast as you can, pick the bike up off the ground, get on the bike, ride it back up to the telephone pole, and it was timed. Mm. Then... I mean, a GS twelve hundred is a heavy bike. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah. you're able to do this because you've practiced this enough. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes, we should probably. I've been asked to do some videos on on picking the bike up. So. Oh, but wait. Cool. But there, I did see some video of you dropping it in the mud. Oh. That required some help. That sounds awful. Oh, the bark chips. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, so that looked uh, tor- terrible. I think it was in the bark tips, and there I think was your, your there was wheel n- just sunk down. It, it sunk down. Yeah. There was no traction. So I mean, you could pick the bike up, but you're not getting it out. Yeah. Right. So they have this thing. They count dabs, and you can ask for help. If you ask for help, it's it's worth thirty seconds. And sometimes it's a smarter move. Yeah. If you think it's going to take you more than thirty seconds to get the bike out and this was was right it wasn't that it fell over it sunk it sunk into this and it wasn't bark chips they were like you know one foot pieces of bark and tree (laughs) and just maybe about a foot and a half deep and it was like the bike was like bye bye so all right so what else so what else did they have you do on day one so then um we had to ride up this thing that looks similar to like a car loading ramp and ride down off it and it was like a corrugated metal and logs and you had to stop at the incline on the corrugated corrugated metal in which they call a trail stop no feet down just stop and balance a full stop and then continue obstacle tight turning um they had this cone thing with four cones and then four more cones outside those cones and you had to go inside and knock the four cones over without knocking the outside cones over and, and, <laughs> and nobody nobody did it it was it was wow. technical and then when you got and it was very very tight when you got out of that there was another circle of that, and then the rain came down. And this is all like on grass and dirt and mud, right? Grass, dirt, mud, right. some wood stuff. Um, I guess they had a pretty bad storm down there last year and knocked all the trees down, so it wasn't as much wood stuff as they had had in the past. And mm-hmm. these are on full knobby tires, right? 
Um, no, they they were semi. These are like stock. This is what comes stock on a GS, I think. These are uh, yeah, like, like the big block dual tread. dual tires. Yeah, the probably they were. 60, yeah. 60 they 40s. I was looking at them. Or, or they were the Metzlers or eighty twenties. Like they were not wow. big old knobbies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So did anyone just say? Forget this. Um, you know, it, it, not one. yet. Not day one. Um, we ended day one um, with a blacksmith hammer of something that looked like it might have come from the 20th century, <laughs> from no, the 20th, from the 1920s, I guess, or whatever. Um, that was a very, very, very fine point, the size of that tip of your pinky fingernail, hmm. and you had to hammer a nail into a stump. So wait, like, that's while ridiculous. While riding ha- around the stump, <laughs> yeah, I know. This is like trying to figure out. It sounds like an episode of Kung Fu mm-hmm. where you now have to pick up a, a like a cauldron <laughs> of hot coals. It sounds like a bunch of stuff Liza would make up on the fly to like torture people. <laughs> well, yeah. and I think this that was going on. Or is the point that you're supposed to like tear your foot peg off and use it as a hammer? No, no there was <laughs> no motorcycles involved. That, that makes okay. more sense to me. This yeah. seems more like oh, let's do a real world kind of thing and throw all sorts of weird wrenches in. Yeah, I think it was. Can we fill the time with challenges because it's pouring rain and we can't make them do? Uh, there were there were no bikes involved in that particular. Of course, it they was just gave you a hammer and said, "Hit and this yeah. nail." Were the tents set up because now you guys are living in the tent during so the competition? Now we're in the tent and it's oh. raining and everything in the tent is wet. And oh, oh, so the, so the yeah. misery is just building up. Correct. Yeah. Then Got came it. the day two, which they they called day one on the video. Mm-hmm. So then came yes. day one. Don't don't Start riding before breakfast. No coffee. You're on the bikes. There's challenges yeah, even dangerous. before you start eating, before Ooh, anything. They a had a train horn that went off, and when that train horn went off, anytime, shit. day or night, you better be in your gear and at the lodge. So you so. joined the Marines. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, oh, I'm going to go sleep. I'm finally going to go to sleep, and then train horn, you know. And in the middle of the night, I think they trained these two dogs to come and sit in the middle of the tent hot area and just start barking. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm a very light sleeper. Wow, so these people twisted And so I think it was 2 a.m. I got up and took the dogs for a walk and brought them <laughs> back. It took a couple hours and they finally laid down. I'm go- I finally laid down at 4 o'clock and then the train horn, you know. So I was oh, like, yeah, it was back. <laughs> but um, the how next ma- day... Can I ask, how many times did you listen to the recording of the singing of the uh, young South African... <laughs> Greeting. Welcome to yes. South Africa. <laughs> I love it. I love it. There, there wasn't a lot to do there, um, except you were always going. Um, then day one was just jam-packed challenges. They then cut the group. So this was our day two. They cut the group to um, half. I believe 14 or so girls. They mm-hmm. cut the group to 14 girls. So so they took 10 girls out and they became spectators. Mm-hmm. And you think you'd think at this point the ladies would feel mm, maybe jealous, upset, sad, mad, um, you know, resentful that, you know, they're not going to make it now and they came all this way. And I I, I cannot explain it. it it wasn't that way, not even kind of. These women were 
all of us were cheering each other on to the very last day when we were nine women remaining. Mm-hmm. And any of these women could take my spot at any time. They could make the team and I could not. But I was screaming and cheering and saying, come on, you've got this. And that's kind of the so quadri we had. the women who had been knocked out, did they then get to vote the next person off the island? <laughs> <laughs> they actually became some of our greatest uh, supporters and cheered us on, brought us water um day day two was pretty gnarly we started at 6 30 yeah um, you went, this was the long was day a right? long day um we you know and, and food was lunch was okay you done chewing let's go you know <laughs> it was kind of like it wasn't a, you're not it wasn't a we weren't on vacation mm. um and then i think it was 9 nine thirty, and we're done and they cut the group down to nine and um, 9.30 at night. On at 9.30 two. at night. From you started at 6.30. 6.30, 30, okay. And Yowch. so they cut us to nine girls, and, and I thought, oh, gosh. And I made the cut. I thought, oh, I just can't wait to just lay down and just I'm exhausted. <laughs> nope. And if you got hot water, it was because this man was um, stoking this stove with wood to make fire, to make hot water. So sometimes there wasn't even, you know, you had mm. to kind of time it right. Wow. So, um, okay, there's the nine girls, and then all of a sudden they threw these black square things to us <laughs> and they said okay that's your gps and i look inside the bag and i open the bag and there's a gps and they said you put it on your bikes and this is going to be timed and it's going to be about accuracy and go Mm. And it was a two-hour, you know, guided GPS tracks um, through technical terrain, water crossing, single track, and cow pastures, and woods, and logs, and rocks, and... Um, with tests along the way because you're already so this exhausted. started at so, 15 so hours into your day. Correct. And, and this <laughs> is day two? Yeah. Yeah. Day two. Day two. Day two, 15 <laughs> hours, and they said, hey, here's some GPS yeah. instructions. Go. No. So it's like 10.30 at night, and I, my eyes are playing tricks on me, and I can barely see where I'm going, and, oh. and we stop, and it's like, okay, you're going to plug a tire and go. <laughs> And, and you gotta do it. Was it your tire? No, it wasn't. And you better be singing a song. And I'm like, oh my god, oh Mary had a little lamb. I was like, oh my god, somebody take me home. Is that a joke? No. Nope. They made you sing a song. You had to sing a song. You had to plug a tire. Um, you know, and you had to stay on your track because uh, it was tracking you to see how close you were to reading uh, the actual GPS uh, track. Uh, and you turned uh, them in at the end, and you were great. It's like we got done about 11:30 that night. Interesting. And then oh I God. laid down <laughs> at, then. it was like 12, 31 o'clock in the morning. I laid down. I thought, okay, I have to get some sleep because I hadn't slept since I got there. Uh-huh. And the thunderstorm, uh, 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 no, no dogs, but the biggest <laughs> thunderstorm, the thunderstorm and the winds were so fierce that the top of my tent was slapping me in the face oh. while I was oh, yeah, sleep, trying there. to sleep. <laughs> I don't know what it was. They were collapsing and the water was coming. It was crazy, crazy fun, but yeah. crazy. <laughs> so I'm I'm curious. Do the men have similar experiences? Do you know? So yes, as a matter of fact, the challenge is that the m- the men from California anyway had um, uh, easier because they'd say. start blubbering. <laughs> <laughs> so right, the United they all got man sick. <laughs> the United States had the East Coast, the Central, and the West Coast qualifier, and that's the mm-hmm. same qualifier that we did. So no. 
they did the same color fire we did here in the U.S. Um, I think I said that while I was down there, like, oh, my God, if these guys were here right now, right? <laughs> this is so much more difficult, you know, to make the international women's team was, you know, tenfold what I believe, anyway, what the qualifier was that we had to do. It's it's here. like a Ginger Rogers Fred Astaire. As <laughs> yeah. She makes all the moves backwards and in heels. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. It was it wasn't anything to laugh at but it was an experience of a lifetime um and uh i was very grateful and fortunate to not only make the team but make some lifelong friends who i still keep in touch with what's neat is i could probably go travel anywhere to any of these countries and ride a motorcycle because i'd have a friend there you know let me ask you this at any of these um these events was there something that you just nailed was there anything that you were the best at? You know, every test that they gave was such a challenge that I don't think they could have it could have right. been perfected. Okay. Yeah. Um, Good point. Yeah, there was. If it was going to be a test where you had to slalom through something, then they just made one section too tight. So you just couldn't slalom right. it. And even, uh, remember the clutch drill where you hold on to your bike just using the clutch and mm-hmm. you, you're you standing next to the bike and you're letting the clutch out while the bike's motor is pushing mm-hmm. the bike and you're running it around in a circle. Well, they made us do it in a figure eight. And, you know, so even if you do... Wait a minute, so then there's well, the part where you're running on the outside of the circle. You're, you're, you're going however way you want. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter. One hand, <laughs> one hand um, behind your back and one hand on the bike. Oh, actually one hand I think was on top of your helmet or something and one on the bike (laughs) but um even if you nailed it which you didn't drop the bike and everything's fine it's timed Mm -hmm. so there you know no matter what you and i have to say during the competition i always felt like i was doing horrible um because you don't no, you don't have reference. You don't know what everybody else is doing except the people in your group. Mm-hmm. And apparently, just a coincidence, um, my group was what they called the Alpha Group, which and all the winners came from our group. I believe, all, all except one. So it was kind of interesting. So I'm, I mean, I'm comparing myself to all these. Right. Everybody was an amazing writer. Everybody you're, was talented. All you're the a bad ladies. motherfucker. Aren't you? No. Was there, <laughs> no, lucky <laughs> maybe. It sounds like it was really grueling, and they're really testing you. Was there any point where you broke? No, um, there were some broke though. Some some broke. There was there were tears. Um, you know there were words. There were tears. But uh, we helped each other through it. You know we we sat with our friends and we made them strong again. Um, Darling, which was funny. I'd, I'd, I'd have broken on the tour bus right now. <laughs> <laughs> Would have broken at the set up the tent. No, <laughs> <laughs> I want my holiday in express. So, so Jocelyn, as um, a woman who played football as the only female, awesome. No, no, I understand the the elevated challenges that females have to compete against, rather to. Pe- compete in an event that is predominantly male and it sounds like you guys really had it and i'm curious did so this is these are three women is that correct so what happened was yes they were going to be a team of three Mm. so they brought um the top six 
women up. So they bring us all up, and I make the top six, and I'm thinking, I have no idea if I'm going to make the team. And they keep talking about the top three, the top three. They then announced for a second and third. And it's a big deal. They're waving their country's flags. Um, and it was... Do you uh, know what countries they were? Yes. South Africa, one. South Africa, two. <gasps> and um, Australia. And not in that order. South Africa, I'm sorry. Take that back. South Africa, Australia, France. Okay. Was the first one. And they're waving their flags, and it's emotional. And we're standing, the other three of us are standing there like, well, let me just get out of the way of the photos. <laughs> um, you know, and I'm just like, I'm just going to go sit now. You know, yay, we're, we're cheering, funny. but it's like we're, we're kind of in the way. And so I just started to head back, you know, clapping and head back to my seat. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. BMW has decided to make two teams for the international women's team. And so I was in fourth, so that put me on the team next. Wow. Right. And then the other South African lady, and then um, Bettina. Bettina as well. Yeah. From, yes, awesome. from the U.S. So the U.S. has two people, two ladies representing them, and then South Africa has two. We have France, and then we have Australia. And the, something I noticed, awesome. too, is, I mean, we commented before, you're not a tall rider on a big bike. One of your teammates is, like, smaller than you, she looks. The other South African woman on your team? Is she pretty small? Um, she's she's a, she's we're about the same. She's a little taller than me. Is I was she? the okay. shortest one there. Wow. Um, wow. But yeah, there's I mean other small people out there, which is really <laughs> cool. Yeah, there and there were some other short ladies there. There was also some really tall ladies. Yeah. So it just kind of goes to show. I mean, it's and do you think that they were just impressed with the level of the riders that that that's why they expanded to two teams? Um. My assumption is uh, because the scores were so close, yeah. um, you mm. know, and they and they did add a lot of stuff. They had us do a tire change and stuff when it was raining and sleeting and hailing, and we <laughs> couldn't necessarily ride some of the obstacles. Um, I think it that scores just got really tight, and yeah. so then BMW is like, "Look, I mean, we're we're talking like a matter of a point." from third wow. you know and wow. two three four points so it was it was like let's just make two teams which was great yeah um and if you think about it we're gonna go over and there's gonna be 80 men in mm-hmm. mongolia right. okay and so each <laughs> country has yeah so each yeah. country has a team of three men and each team of three men also gets a media guy so you have a teams of four men um, and we're it, us six women, and I believe we may have a media person, so there'll be eight of us. Wow. So, wow. yeah, so just a, a reminder, I mean, this is all just competing to get on the team for the event mm-hmm. again in Mongolia next year. What month? So we leave at the end of May, and the competition starts June 1st. It goes for eight days. Talk about grueling. Oh, yeah. Eight days of nonstop, and you're pitching your tent, and you're picking it up and you're pitching your tent and you're picking up and you're going along the route um and it's supposed to be a test <gasps> so is one of the tests yeah. welding your subframe back together and not ruining <laughs> your abs oh. Oh. speaking of subframes oh we broke God. one of those on barstone of vegas oh. well, we're gonna get to that so i just want to <laughs> remember <laughs> so you're going to be competing in Mongolia against the men's teams. So this isn't the women's division. This is you're racing against everybody. Correct. 
Ah, this is so exciting. Kind of like your football, right? Yeah, <laughs> so exciting. Exactly. All right, we're definitely going to catch up with that. But after this Looking grueling thing and traveling around the world, which is not easy, you come back, take a couple days rest, hop on your bike, and head out again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you plan head. this? Or is it like, oh, shit, I forgot I signed up for it? <laughs> I really I really probably should have rested longer. I... I, I have a bum shoulder from lifting the motorcycle on top of a four-foot log. That was one of the tests, oh I think. Oh, my God. Yeah. So oh my, my God. shoulder was bugging me, and I thought, no, it's okay. I'm still going to do Barso to can, Vegas. Can so we pause for a moment and just a recap? a badass. Right? Jesus. Exactly. Can we just recap for the listeners because they can't see you? <laughs> your frame, you're a very small-framed person. You're maybe, what, 5'2"? Although, no. like, 5'6 with those boots. I'm 5'1", yeah. and, yeah. Um, like, 3'8". <laughs> five one and Maybe a half. almost five two. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I'm I, I push mine too. But um yeah, and then and you got guns, but you're not some stacked like tube. You're you are a feminine. <laughs> she, no, she's not big, but she's one I'd fear the most in a bar fight. Yes. It's true. true. She's, yeah. she's like you know what? I would step in. Because I would she's step under in your eye level and you wouldn't notice her until she stabbed you. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, so you come back. You have a couple days to rest, try and adjust. I know when I came back from Pakistan, it took me like two weeks to get back into like the groove. But no. Oh, yeah, the jet lag was kind of crazy. Yeah. I was three days asleep so, in the middle of the day and then waking up in the middle so of the So you're night. doing the <laughs> LA to Barstow to Vegas. So can you describe what oh. this is? Sure. Um, it's supposed to be a dual sport ride on a dual sport bikes. And I guess it doesn't really matter. But um, then you basically start off in LA. LA, and mm-hmm. you ride mostly dirt, lots of sand, mm-hmm. um, yep. to Barstow, and then the next day on to Vegas. Um, uh, there's, well, we had 560 How many miles a day? riders. It depends on um, which routes you take. Uh, they have two route options. Mm. Um, a lot of there's a hard way and there's what they call the easy way, which is this is all this, this is mostly dirt. It is. I would mostly say sand. yeah, ninety percent dirt and sand. Yeah. Correct. Um, I hate sand. <laughs> well, sand. I don't mind sand, but I'll tell you what. When we hit miles, I think at one point we had we had miles of very very thick sand. I mean deep deep sand and then we were on GS 1200s mm-hmm. so yeah. it made it challenging <laughs> you know? um, so there was eight of us that started off on adventure motorcycles that so day so what's the trick to that just lean back and pin it <laughs> that's <laughs> how do you get through the um, deep sand so speed well you need a cameraman to help you <laughs> <laughs> uh, speed is good um, you know balance is important um, you need to kind of in my opinion opinion anyway everyone has a different way to do it but for me um i kind of manage the bike with my legs obviously my size and i try to let go a bit on the handlebars because you want to push the front you don't wanna drive the front into the sand um and uh, where you look is pretty important cause the bike kind of has a mind of its own tries to jog around and when the bike starts dancing one of the tricks is to uh wiggle your butt 
shake your butt left and right, and the bike will rebalance itself. Well, go try it. Go Do get you shake your butt on the bike, so you kind of wiggle the bike with your butt? Correct. You, okay. yeah. you wow. shake your butt. I do that to see if I to see if my tire is flat. <laughs> nice. if, I, if I'm like, do I have a flat? Wiggle my butt? No, okay. But every single one of us piled it in the sand at least once. So, <laughs> and this is, it's two days there? Two days. And then back? We um, or, or is everyone on their own to get back? I called up a chase truck driver and offered up my vehicle, and uh, she was amazing. And that happened to be Carmel, who is here. Ah. Ah. So Sweet. she was a rock star. She nice. yeah, she had our food ready. So when did she make you pie? She did make us pie. Oh. pie yeah. <laughs> Two different kinds what of kinds? pie, and they traveled with us everywhere we went. What kind of pie? So we had a pecan pie, oh. bourbon. Bourbon chocolate, something amazing, and cheesy apple. I don't know. They were crack pie. Let's just call them crack pies. (laughs) Now I got a question. I mean, you have to be exhausted from the GS trials. Um, When you get on the bike, do you are you just back in the zone, or were you feeling a little out of it? Um, I was feeling out of it when I wasn't on the bike. Yeah. When I was on the bike, it was all there. It, I'm that way too. I don't you, know what does it. You've logged so many miles now on a GS. I mean, that's really. You, you've got to feel so at home on a GS now. You know, I do. I do. I, yeah. I get on it and I feel, you know, I think I can ride it better than I can walk, especially walk up a flight <laughs> of stairs or something. There's an interesting <laughs> thing for sailors. When you sail and you, you get used to having your sea legs and you get on land, you actually get seasick in a way. Yes. Wow. So yeah, it's almost sense. like that. It. Yeah. yeah it, it is. It's you. You, <laughs> you it's have true. two wheeled legs uh-huh. instead <laughs> <laughs> two I, feet legs. I've actually only even been on and riding the GS for a year and a half now so what were you riding before well well that's a really really long list the, what was the, <laughs> uh, yeah just the one before I, I actually currently i have 13 um bikes mm. but wow. at one point i had 37 wow. i guess wow. i guess to be more to the point you just did the gs trophy and you've only been riding a gs for a year a year and a half, yes. Okay. Wow. Well, no big deal. That goes back to that those extremely skilled riders that can just right. jump into it's, any style. It's intelligence. Mm-hmm. So, to be able to do all that. right. So, did you have any crashes? A Barstow to Vegas? Yeah. Um, I had a couple tip-overs in the sand, yeah. and that was it. Um, well no, done. It was great. Nice. It was good. I was yeah. exhausted. Um, and so how long did it take to go from we, to It Vegas? took us pretty much all day. Um, we, we did. So this is all in one day, then? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. No, two days. So two it days. took us all day to go from LA to Barstow. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. And then it took us all day to go from Barstow to Las Vegas. And we did pull in um, at night. It had just gotten dark when we pulled in into Las Vegas. Which was cool because I had my new clear water lights on. There it is. like, I'm a rock star. I don't need to pitch a tent tonight. <laughs> yeah, that was actually nice to be able to stay in a hotel, right. a fluffy bed. You know, that was fantastic. <laughs> and Carmel, serious. she took care of all the details. The hotel would be ready when we got there. Our keys would be at the front desk. You Sweet. know, yeah, she was wow. she was awesome. Um, but we did end up um, with five bikes at the end. Huh? And we had broken frame. We had broken uh, front brake uh, master cylinder. We hmm. had uh, a brake reservoir shatter. We had a front headlight shatter. We had wow. 
um, a, a tire puncture. And this was for fun. Yeah. It was. Okay, just check. <laughs> you know what's interesting, though? Do you guys remember in the last podcast that we did that we had the GS Trophy qualifier for the United States? There was an East Coast, a Central, and a West Coast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they had a winner from the East Coast for a female, Central which was Bettina, and West Coast, which was myself. Mm-hmm. So on the East Coast, the lady's name was Gala, and she rode her motorcycle to California to do <laughs> Barstow to Vegas. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. I got to meet her. You know, even though she didn't, you know, get the opportunity to go to South Africa, um, she still, she deserves all the props because she rode a great ride in the East Coast Qualifier. And boy, I got to ride with her and she's She's fantastic. I right mean, on. She is skilled, and we had a we had a blast. So, Jocelyn, I've got a question for you. A lot of people are, are going to be listening to us. Think. I hope I not. Could, I <laughs> I could do the GS challenge down the road. I mean, how do you start? What's what's the inception mm. point? You sign up for it. You just sign up. That's it. Um, well, it's nice to have a GS. That makes it easier. <laughs> right. You know? And uh, and it can be a GS. I think six fifty or or up. Um, what well, do you do? You have to have a GS. You know, actually, yes. these all of these are going to be answered. Oh. by a guest we have coming in a few weeks. Oh, oh yes, fantastic. actually, that's right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, well, we, we don't want to let the that, cat out. So of we'll save it. <laughs> yeah, all of that's going to be answered. Yeah, uh, we'll save it in a few mm. weeks. Yeah, we got a guest coming in a couple of weeks who, uh, yeah, let's say is very knowledgeable mm-hmm. yeah. okay. about the GS trophy. Ah. And if you decide you want to do it, you should let me know because in a couple of years, I think I might train people for the oh. GS qualifier. I might have a little training course so that they can know what to expect. So you can you're gonna have a you're gonna have a train horn and barking dogs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pitch your tent. She's going to exactly. Zeus, Not. come and let the lightning shine. <laughs> Plug these tires, goddammit. <laughs> nice. Well, you're crazy for okay. doing both of those. Thank you. But I think you're the that best kind of women. I think that that just lends to just being a badass biker. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Just nice. the love that you can just oh, get up and do that. That's amazing. Well, you guys so, are badass bikers. Wait, well, I was going to say, <laughs> you know, we usually say, wait, you're a misfit, but you're actually way too skilled and accomplished to be a misfit. If you, if you no. messed up a bit more, you definitely be. It's, no, it's so, like you know what you're doing or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> do you, what else do you have coming up uh, besides next year's GS Trophy? Do you, have you signed yourself up for anything else? Well, so life's gotten a little busy lately. Um, I did, um, working with Cena Communications, and I'm going to be going to, um, I think I got myself signed up for like 15 or more events. Um, Hook me up. Wow. Yes, hey. (laughs) All right, everybody's got my number now. (laughs) 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 We'll be in a communication. (laughs) You'll get to do 30K with the mesh system. (laughs) There you go. So representing, you know, their product, and then Clearwater Lights, um, product ambassador for them, mm-hmm. um, and doing some things with with them as well. So yeah, you posted a, an install video on how easy it was to put those on, right? Hey, and stilettos, correct? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, go to Clearwater Lights. Right, their <laughs> Facebook page, and just look for the stiletto video. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a lot of sponsor stuff the, to pay attention to, and um, of course, lots of training at the ranch, and now um, extending it to a gym 
work out regularly. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So my guns might get bigger. I, <laughs> yeah. I, if we can work it out, though, I think it would be fun to have a bunch of us come out with our dirt bikes and and, oh, and, and nothing in the gym, though, no, darling. Put you're, it through, the, through the test. That would be great. We have a new oh, telephone yeah. pole. Like, you can ride your bikes across the oh, telephone yeah, pole. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that no, sounds yeah. so awesome. We might need a liability waiver. No, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have one for okay, you. Good. <laughs> darling, yes. promise me we won't have to go to the gym. <laughs> you know what, Emma? Emma, you know, the, the only kind of fitness you and I are doing are putting fin this hamburger in our pieces. <laughs> Wait a minute. Aren't you guys going to be in the running for the best rider in the world, right? Yeah. Well, it's like a rider you got to go my to mind, In my mind, I have the best rider in the world. <laughs> that so, contest is already won. I think that's amazing. We're definitely going to, you know, oh, yeah. keep up with you and what you got going oh, on. Yeah. What a fantastic achievement. But I it's wanted wonderful. to yes. make an announcement. Yes. Mm-hmm. An announcement. Yeah, so we anu- we announced last week that we were going to hold a contest. So There were some bad suggestions s- for the criteria. <laughs> our sponsor, Ciro, Horrible suggestions. Ciro.com. Cha-ching. Have they dropped us? Zero3D.com. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, they gave us a bunch of freebies, and there's a really cool phone holder that mm-hmm. mounts. It is the best of the freebies. It is. And I said, whoever sends us a photo, <laughs> the best photo of their Christmas themed bike, <laughs> is going to win it. And there was yeah. a clip. We have a winner. We don't just have. This is a clear. Winner. It's head and shoulders. Yeah. There, there's no question. Uh, it's yeah. head and shoulders and nipples. Woo. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, oh. But I wanted and to a give... more. The full frontal here. Most... <laughs> well, I wanted, first of all, I wanted frontal. to give honorable mention to Dangerous Dave. He sent one in in his Santa outfit. But what I love is he has a Iron Maiden a windscreen on his Ooh, bike. Well. <laughs> nice. Flight I... 666. <laughs> Ready for takeoff. Um, but he's got a cool setup. Uh, he's got... So honorable mention. But... The winner. Oh, and this is a good one. And it came in at the last minute. Can we post this photo on on the webpage? Are we um, allowed to? No, well, we need I, to. I told him that we were going to blow it up and, ma- and post it in the it in the over garage. Here. So can we put it on the webpage? We should put it on the webpage. From Dan. I don't think Dan would mind. In Cincinnati. Oh, it's yeah. Jim's cousin. Oh my lord. Dan in Cincinnati. <laughs> yep. Who? Yeah, that's it is, um, it's disturbing on Emma, so Emma, <laughs> just describe this photo. That is, okay. this photo. That is a so, very um, Merry Christmas let photo. Me, let, very me, merry. let me put my seeing ah. glasses on because I want all the details. Oh, Dan. There are a lot of details to be seen. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus. He's not uh, camouflaged, thanks, that's for sure. Okay. So, Dan. <laughs> Dan. Dan is completely naked. <laughs> Set the scene. Straddling. In, in all fairness, I did ask for a dick pic at first. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, no, there, there is a, no dick in this pic. There's a peasant. No. No, there's poor a Dan. Big, big <laughs> no, well, so Dan is, um, let's get to the beginning. It's set in a snowy forest. Oh. It's beautiful. Um, there's a vintage Vespa, mm-hmm. which appears to be up to its axles in the leaves. <laughs> Dan is standing astride it. Proudly. <laughs> Proudly, completely naked, except for Santa's hat and beard. With a red rosette in his beard. <laughs> However, Dan's genitalia is 
is covered by Christmas lights, which are lit up. <laughs> so it gives the illusion that wrapped is <laughs> in twinkle no, lights. Yes. It gives the illusion that his junk's on fire. Yes. 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 From afar, it's a fire. Yes. It's, it's an extraordinary picture on so many levels. It's a disturbing He's picture on so many bare levels. Bare feet in the snow. I mean, there's right. so many things right, so happening here. Hopefully. On the next Naked Ride, somebody link up a bunch of Christmas lights to I'm your down. bike. <laughs> Micah, My bike is on stuff already them, Stuff them between lights. your legs. Right? <laughs> All she has go. to do is have a passenger. Yeah, <laughs> My bike is already Christmas it, lights. It, I'm ready for it. It yeah. really does look like Santa has radioactive testicles. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonderful picture. It looks like it Santa ate a Taco Bell. The, the vintage yeah. uh, scooter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dan, you're Big, an absolute star. You, you, um, I can only say the phone holder is not enough. Any honorable mentions? <laughs> so, congratulations, Dan. Yes, congratulations. Not, yeah, not only do you win the phone mount, but your photo will be displayed in the garage. Can I take it home with me? Oh. Take a photo. <laughs> take a photo. Maybe, you can maybe take you, it with you Emma, maybe we should you have to share. laminate it first We talked for about easy this. You have to share. <laughs> I, I think, actually, it's burnt into my retina. <laughs> Just close your eyes. It's always there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thank you, everyone, for participating in that. And, that Dan, your, awesome. your phone holder is on the way, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just give us well your done, address. Dan. Yeah, don't just don't put your junk in it. Yeah. Oh, That's my. brilliant. What what scooter is that, Bagel? Uh, that appears to be a... A white one? I would say <laughs> oh, it is. It's a very light uh, one. I'm guessing that's probably a VBA. Okay, there you go. Mid sixties, late late fifties, early sixties. Man, yeah, oh. scooters. No, All right. Hey, let's get to some emails. Oh Bagel, gosh. you have an email to read. I do. It says, "Hi, misfits. Hi, Liza, Jim, Doug, Cat, Knock, Mike, and the whole crew. This is Pete Nielsen. Tall hey, Pete. AKA, AKA, AKA Tall Pete. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that guy's tall. And I still <laughs> smile thinking about the nice sunset ride I had. We, we had when I visited in March. Yeah. Nice. I was also smiling today listening to you guys talk about cold weather riding in Santa Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> I rode to work today and it was 28 degrees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I was comfy with my heated gloves and jacket. That sucks, man. It gets a little degrees. colder up here north of Seattle. <laughs> I also wanted to mention a couple other events coming this year for your consideration. Yeah. yeah. Besides the one show, which I hope to see you all at, there is the Dirtquake at Castle Rock Raceway in July, mm -hmm. which is crazy retro dirt track fun. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 For a brief minute. <laughs> and also, <laughs> since you're getting into AD ADV riding, the largest ADV rally in the USA is the Touratech Rally in Plain Washington in June. Mm -hmm. Yes, I've been there. Uh, anyway, keep up the great work and hope to see you soon. Keep it pinned, Pete. And, Yay, and Pete. that's in response... Um, this is partly your fault, Jocelyn. Uh oh, it's always my fault. No, um, <laughs> hanging out with you and the GS girls and seeing all the riding you're doing on the GS kind of motivated me. And I was like, you know, maybe if I sell my Super Duke and my Versus oh. and my DR350, I can get one bike that'll do it all. One mm. bike. Yeah. So I'm thinking of an Africa yes. twin. No, um, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That would be a very I, no, accurate assessment. Honestly, I'm looking at a, a GS or an Africa twin or um, an adventure well, or a Super 10 array. I, I'm looking at a lot of different bikes. I was trying to push you towards a Super 10. I think for you, that's going to be the For bike. me, I have to sit on them because... Henry, can you bring up your Africa twin? It, it has to be... Um, oh, you mean the Transel? 
That's yeah. Well, that's, that's different another. from the newer ones. It's the OG. Um, but for me, it has she to fit right. It has to feel right. Why don't you so come ride them? I'm gonna go sit on bikes. Yeah, no. but you can well, take. But, the but it's got me inspired. Yeah, but come ride them. The and, new and Africa twins are so. And I'm gonna go cross close. country in July. And you know what? You Liza? are yeah. where. I'm going to ride to Ohio to... Nice. Uh, You're actually doing it? We talked I about decided, it. I decided... I am committing you. to riding to uh, AMA Vintage Days in July. Awesome. Nice. It'll be 5,000 5, miles round trip. How many days out? How many days back? Um, I'm looking to do five to 800 mile days. No highways. Only back roads and lots of dirt roads. You're good to I freeway can hook the whole you up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's about getting there and getting back in there, two weeks. You, you, can do, you can do it off of the interstate. It's, it's, I, it's but I'm also, I mean, I'm intrigued um, by a lot of different riding and, yeah. So I'm looking at up, upgrading, trading three bikes in that will do that one bike will do it all. Um, Very cool. Um, we've, we've got an Africa Twin in stock. Give me some notice. I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll I'm, I'm just gonna, I gotta on sit on them. Yeah. Um, knock. Do you have an email there? I do. I'm gonna butcher this one too. It's like all the other I ones. I give you the shortest <laughs> ones. No, you don't. <laughs> I do. You give me the hardest ones to read. I gave you the this shortest. This one's uh, from uh, Christopher Johnson, uh, and it says, uh, "Hey, hey there, misfits." Hello, just, Christopher. Darling. Hi, Christopher. <laughs> just sharing a quick story. I picked up a 1980 Tomos Bullet scooter recently. Ran when parked, but knowing <laughs> the history of the owner, I was confident it would run. Oh, sure. Enough. A new jet float rings and uh, float new jet float rings and gaskets. My 11-year-old daughter and I had it apart and running in no time. That's mm-hmm. that's like the best part of the deal here. Oh, you have yeah. Yeah. Kid, yeah. Uh, wrench and that's she does it for peanuts apparently. You know. So. <laughs> Is that literally? Well, no, I don't know. Maybe it's like, <laughs> <laughs> popcorn. <laughs> You fix the scooter or you're getting no uh, no, no pudding or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, while I adored uh, my normal ride, uh, a 2014 BMW F800 GT, I wanted something to kick around as well, uh, around, kick around in town as well as something to play with in the winter. While Yoda is up for the winter, Tommy is getting some time in. So I guess those are the names of his bikes. Yeah. Tommy the Tomos. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yes, there it is. <clears throat> and to prove we have uh, we, uh, we have fun even in Wisconsin winter. Was, oh, my God. And to prove we have fun even in Wisconsin winter, see the attached pictures of some sledding. Nice. It's so, so great. Yeah, we'll, we'll post. Can we post this Pulling on the sled? So His daughter amazing. in a sled with Aww. the Tomos through the snow. Nice. Like, like the way we do chariot races. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> now, That's, now, Bakel, I know mopeds aren't your thing, but I'm pretty sure Thomas is Eastern <laughs> Bloc. Are they former Yugoslavia? Uh, they're Italian? No. I no, think they might be, they might no, be Czech. They're Eastern Bloc. Yeah, I think, yeah, they, they I might think be it's Czech. Czech, Yugoslavia, somewhere around that neck. That's cool. Houses, but I think so. And they made a fuck ton of them, right? Oh, oh yeah. 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 But they're actually, they're beautifully made. Oh, yeah, they're cool. Great bikes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, also, what's my up-the-butt bike? See the picture. If this BMW concept becomes what? reality, I guess oh. I better prepare myself. It's what a is? concept. <laughs> yeah. prepare it's shaft podcast. drive. It's shaft drive. It's yeah. so pretty. Mm. It's, uh, mm. uh, it's uh, so I love the podcast with Wisconsin Chris. Yeah. Awesome. Get the lube out, Thanks. Chris. So, like, this picture of your daughter being towed behind a tow. <laughs> um, I like how there's a disregard for safety a little bit, which is super awesome. <laughs> and, uh, it's and, a moped. There's like, no safety. She's 11, you know? And, like, if she gets into riding and... Uh, 
maybe 10 years down the road she'll look back at this or maybe when she's older she's gonna like she's gonna go wow that that was awesome yeah you know, that's a that's cool that's a cool thing man that's a cool memory to, to, to create with your kid it offset all the beatings just <laughs> oh my god no Fuck. emma you have an email there i do indeed um this is from jacob brinks Hello, Jacob. Yes, yes, yes. Hello, Misfits! Exclamation point. How are you doing? Question mark. <laughs> I just started listening to the podcast just barely over a month ago. I'm currently, right now as I'm writing this, listening to episodes 85. Jacob, you got a long way to go, mate. <laughs> yeah. What are we up to? Like 211, 212? Oh, 235. Oh, my God. Start backwards. Start with a new one, and then you go back to uh, the old one. No, he's, he's working up. Um, I'm going to go and look at probably buy a 1984 Nighthawk 700S. Mm-hmm. Those are actually great bikes. Um, I grew up in four-wheelers and have always been a quick learner when it comes to motorized toys. He rode his buddy's Nighthawk and he was hooked. Well, nothing wrong with that, darling. Love hearing you guys just shoot the shintilly. This is a language that I'm not familiar with. But anyway, um, he's got to say three things. Number one, Megan, your laugh is cute. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, (laughs) Lucas, your laugh isn't that cute. (laughs) 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 And number three, I I think Jacob's got a bit of a crush. Number three, hi, Jake. And oh. Jake. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so all those people are dead. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. Wasn't Jake like sixteen at the time? Though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, no, she still looks sixteen now. Yeah. Be yeah. nice. Yeah. She's still almost sixteen. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, okay, guys, here we go. Up the bike, butt bike is. That the la a zero, um, and that's that's it. That's all I got. It doesn't Why really not? help because I don't know motorcycles that well. But you'll figure them out, darling. And zero is a very good bike. Yeah. I literally got into motorcycles about two months ago at most, but zero because it's sexy and it sounds fast. Yeah, we were at Hollister with a group with Moyne and a lot of the Chickasaners and others, and uh, Aaron brought his zero. Yeah, and he has a giant bell on it, a bike bell. Because <laughs> <laughs> people can't hear you coming. No, no and I, it's got an older model too. Yeah, I mean the thing that I remember was the the altar guys when they were saying that they're racing against each yeah. other, and you can heckle yeah, your yeah. opponent <laughs> on a dirt bike. That's the best. <laughs> so I have one here from uh, Will Ashmore in Portland. Oh, is that Big Willie? He says, "I just listened to the episode wow. when you said you it. wanted." an adventure bike I've got news for you you already own two great adventure bikes mm-hmm. want light off-roading with a lot of tarmac slap some TKC 80s on your Versus mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point he says he's got a Honda CB 500X with just modified suspension that he's taken on single track uh, and he's done about half of the Washington backcountry that's nice. uh, discovery d- backcountry discovery route um, he says want to tackle all of the TCT what's TCT CT. Transcontinental Trail. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Transcontinental Trail. I want to oh, do yeah. that. Take a DRZ400. Yeah, I got one of those, too. It will be 10 times better than a 1200 GS for it. Mm-hmm. Comment, Jocelyn? 
Well, fuel. I'm worried about that. Okay. <laughs> and you can't one up people at maybe yours, tank. Maybe yours won't. I heard you blew an engine, but a sorted out DRZ <laughs> is probably the best for that trip. Maybe a DR650 if you want a little more power. Oh, and don't get a KLR. Nope. There is nothing redeemable about that bike. No, no, no. Uh, and I didn't blow the engine, I just blew the coolant hose. The bike is fixed and was out. Running perfect yesterday. How much would you buy my XR for? close to blowing huh? the engine. How much would you buy my XR for? I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, that's unfortunate. No, 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 no. All right. We got one more email. What you got there? Yeah, this is from David. Uh, hey, I'm Dave. Just discovered your podcast. Hello, Dave. Dave. Hello. And Dave. I dig Dave. everything that you misfits Dave. are all about. Uh, well, flattery will get you everywhere. I, <laughs> I sure dig this I like trench, Dave. man. So I listened to the chat with Dave Sarah Andreas and thought I'd share a story about a rad biker named Sadie Grimm. How badass is her name? Won't yeah. go into great detail, but basically in 1914, at the age of 19, she raced cross-country on an Indian big twin from Winnipeg, Canada, to the town of Winnipeg Beach. Don't know where that is. Hmm. Uh, there I were think no it's near Winnipeg. <laughs> there were no real roads, <laughs> so the ride was across pastures, through swamps, and down railway tracks, about 60 miles in four hours. Dang. Nice. Wow. wow. Uh, she was the first person to make it on a big bike, uh, or she was the first person to make it on a bike, and suspected to be the first woman in Canada to win a race with the men. So this was an actual race cool. with men. And uh, she actually rode there and back on the same day. So 10-ish hours, 120 miles cross-country on a bike with little suspension and no real support if she broke down or got Sick. hurt. Cool. <laughs> if you'd like more details, you can Google it. And this is a quote from her from July 1914. My trips on a motorcycle have been one long list of pleasures. In the first place, it's a great teacher. It teaches one to be more independent on herself. To know that with a twist of the wrist, she can control the powerful little machine that will carry her swiftly and safely wherever she wants to go. Nice. Awesome. So, uh... Jocelyn just Googled that. Truth. <laughs> and, and she's so badass. No That's, protection whatsoever. And she's just manhandling. She's doing the kind of skills test that Jocelyn does That's on yeah. a big In Harley. 1914. Right. She, she's rolling yes. down this, like, so, tr- tires with her big bike. I said that's my mother. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I see that photo. So, take care of Misfits. If you find yourselves in the middle of Canadian prairies, give me a shout. We'll hack around, go for a rip. P.S. Yeah. I currently own seven bikes. They're all from the 70s. Uh, they're all 74 and 75. My favorite one is a 1975 CJ 360T basket case. Gonna mm. drink and stare at it till it tells me what it wants to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Nice. Now, that last email... Yes. That, that's somebody who's special right there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you why. Because? Well, that's David Rops. And he is one of our Patreon VIPs. Oh. Yes. I wanted to give some mention. Yes. Uh, for those who know on Patreon, uh, we're asking either dollar, $5, or... Whatever Ten dollars gets you to uh, gets you to me, darling. Gets you to Miss Emma and her <laughs> oh, ability. And, so and we only have two more. Are you. And that's a limited. That's a limited. We only have two more spots left for that. But mm-hmm. let me tell you, there's a group of people who have gone above and have offered up a larger amount of money. Oh God, what are we going to give Ooh. them, darling? And no, there are people who have just are donating a large amount of money per month. And I wanted to make sure that we thank these people. Yeah. Um, Free chariot races. Well, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to mention their names because this is something I think is amazing. This is somebody who is listening to our show and right. they've put a value on it and it means a lot to them enough so that they're going to give us a dollar amount above what we're asking. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. Just the people who are donating a dollar a month it it 
it moves me. I mean, that means a lot well, to me. Well, basically, right? it's life support for us. It keeps it is. us alive. So, it is giving yeah. us a, a future, and I'm working on plans for the future. And it wouldn't be possible without the Patreon income. So mm. people just coming in at a dollar, it means so much to me because that's a dollar we didn't have. And it's just but not the people here. It's the people who show up here. The fact that there are people who have are offered up without being asked m- more money above and beyond is amazing. So I wanted to thank, besides David Rupps, we've got Roy Hanks, Greg Rowley, mm-hmm. Amanda Hutchison, thank you, Justin mm. Martin, and Will Christman. Yay! These yeah. Thank people you all you. have gone above and beyond, and I haven't given them special thanks. So I wanted to thank them, and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I know that we're getting on in time, but I just wanted to cover quickly. We won't get into long detail on this, but I think it needs to be said. Hi, my name is Liza, and I am a bikeaholic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I feel I've learned to live with this. Uh, affliction uh-huh. and constantly making strides every day to keep it in control. But even though there's many bikeaholics amongst us, I believe that there is one who's maybe starting to get out of control. Uh, Tune in next week for who it is. <laughs> this is somebody who I think what qualifies is somebody who it's it's good to buy a new bike, but when you bought a bike recently like in the last month or two that you haven't fixed yet <laughs> and maybe you still have that first bike you ever owned no. that hasn't run in here because you just can't let it go I and Liza some denial saying, over I'm a there. bikeaholic and I was like yeah I'm a junior bikeaholic so <laughs> Bex, yeah. Bex mm-hmm. yes, what yes. did you pull up to the garage on today hmm Another bag. What did What did you get? What did you get? <laughs> so, I have um, a, a Triumph Sprint 955i. Congratulations! What? Thank nice. you so much. What? That That I, is a bike that is does something bike. that no other bike in your garage does. It runs. It's something. <laughs> <laughs> it's got luggage. You can do some traveling. Yes. And for me, that's the criteria. You can yes. have as many bikes as you want, as long as they each do something different. Yes. And you're able to keep them running and maintained. You have the ways and means yes. to store them and to maintain them. I don't know so, if you remember, Liza, but I got ruined with the Z1000. What else do, oh, you, have? Like, yeah. what else yeah. do you have in, the, in your garage right now? And mm. um, my garage. <laughs> so starting in the garage here, Liza, I have my first bike, my GZ250. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I it it desperately awaits its, it's valves. It's a paperweight. It's a paperweight, a very large yes, paperweight. It's a, yeah. um, and it's super cute. And the <laughs> top end's going to be rebuilt once the valves get here. See, so these listeners. are the signs of somebody who's had plans. Wait, did she order them? She said oh, yeah. she ordered no, valves. Okay, that's, that counts. No, yeah, no, no. But, Everything but else has arrived. So I what else do you have? Pieces what else do you I have ordered. in your garage? Okay. Um, so, Bella is in my garage and she runs she's fantastic i love her that's my On the hawk yeah. gt all right good good that's a running bike that's running a cool bike, sort beautiful. of collectible good bike for the local roads yes Great. local road i love her you can keep that one what Thank else you, you got um, Wimbly, Wimbly. 
So I have a parts bike for the 88 mm, Honda Hawk 650. Okay. Solid parts bike tucked away between my shelves in my okay. parts okay. bikes are absolutely allowed. It's fantastic. Uh, okay, <laughs> it, it, it turned but still. out to be um, I don't know, saved me a thousand bucks at least. Yeah, so okay, far. okay, that's good. You can so, straight. Yeah. Um, what else you got? <laughs> Unfortunately, I accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's, there's the a sign. Oh, you accidentally. Accidentally got another Really briefly, I'm working on um, Tess's hawk. Mm-hmm. My hawk. I was doing. I was trying to troubleshoot hers. I was maintaining mine, and then I was doing some stuff on my Saab car. And a neighbor came over and was like, "Yeah, my my scooter's not starting. I'm wondering. I see you working on these things. Uh, can can you take a look at it?" And I walked away accidentally buying an 82 oh. Seca 650. Oh. <laughs> what? Yeah. So this is a bike that run. You, you don't it's need. It's the largest paperweight ever. Yeah. Okay. We need to introduce uh, you to the 12 step program. <laughs> this is what this is, Jocelyn. First, she needs to acknowledge she has a problem. I have a problem. What, uh, no, you, 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 that's the first step. You've how, missed the. You've missed the. Do you have a sob? Yeah, I do that, have a sub. That was a trigger and, for me and, too. More like a sob story built from jail. It is. It's and, my O for sub story. And <laughs> you, uh, how long? How long have you been an architect? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I just found out that sob owners are like the most educated people. No, so, no sob owners and they're are just ar- the stupid people. They're <laughs> architects and they all wear polo neck sweaters. Yep, my oh, grandfather so had a sob yeah, and he's no. an English professor. I, I, I wear leather pants, so I'm okay. Bex, all I want you to do, I, 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 think I have that a problem. The, I think the Triumph is a good bike. Thank you. Your Hawk, great bike, collectible. Maybe you don't need the Seca, maybe you don't yeah, need the no, GZ. <laughs> so the GZ and is getting fixed and she's going to find her new starter. So she was my first bike. Right, but are you planning on riding it when she's fixed? No. Okay. No, I have these adorable luggage cases that we're going to make her all adorable and cute. <laughs> and somebody's going to be very stoked for their first Yeah, bike. so all right, cool. you're, you're addressing the issue that uh, right. you've got a paperweight mm-hmm. and you want to get rid of it. I have a problem. You're, I just, you're being responsible. I just, want you to, nice. I just want to keep you in check. That's all. Thank you. Now, is, is the Seca going now that you have the Triumph? So, no. the, the uh, So, in addition to these bikes and finals and moving and being sick i have not even put a battery in the seca so um that's mm-hmm. first step mm-hmm. and second step is to find out what happens afterwards <laughs> 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 all right all right well insure it and then somebody will uh steal it con- congratulations <laughs> on your new bike thank you um just you know just, I see some of the signs, that's all. <laughs> I see some of the signs. Are As a looking? fellow... You rack discipline. Yeah. As a fellow... <laughs> Okay. I mean, look at Jocelyn. I almost would bought you, a dirt bike this week, Jocelyn, too. would you say that, that you're cured or you just have to live with the disease? You know, you just you can't never have too much of a good thing. Just got to manage it. To be honest, that's a fair assessment. I've heard her in my head when I was getting these. She's she only has seventeen. Only has seventeen right now. I was like thirteen. I'm okay. I'm okay. (laughs) We we only ride socially. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we're getting late in time. I. Thank you, Bex, for being a good sport on that. And, but no, congratulations on your new bike. Yeah. It, that is yeah. exciting. Woo! And I can yes. see when you pulled up, you had the beaming smile, and you're already in your head on that trip. Yes. We don't do show yeah. and tell. We do public shaming. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I know. But hopefully some of you other misfits will get your stuff together and come on the ride. 
there's like multiple couches going out this summer, right? Couches on two wheels. Ah, yes, 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 mm. yes. And so we'll see. I, but yeah, I'm still on the fence. I mean, I could easily keep. I could do the trip on the G, on the um, the versus. Um, the six fifty though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, see, yeah, I could do it. it totally I could do, do it, it on Bella, and I know that. Yeah. But this is wow. But yeah, but seeing Jocelyn ride and Jocelyn, when I've been out on the dirt, I'm like. I watch like videos of you riding. It reminds me that you still have to look where you're going because I get so focused on looking in front of my tire. (laughs) But I see you turn and you're just turning your head and looking where you're going, not where your wheel is. And I kind of replay videos I see of you riding. I was out there yesterday doing more standing up and trying to turn and look and really kind of work on my dirt skills more. And, you know, still to this day, I mean, I've been riding dirt since I was 12 years old. Still to this day, I have to say out loud in my helmet, look, look where yep. you want to yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Look and, grip. you know, I still, to this day, find myself staring at a big boulder and <laughs> riding right into it. So, you know, <laughs> it's it's just habit. So, um, but great. Good for you. I'm glad you get on the dirt. Yeah, well, it's inspiring. So, thank you for that. And um, hopefully other people are inspired by your story. Story as yep. well of getting out there oh, and competing. How, how could they not be? And oh for just oh god, what they put you through on that test. Now <laughs> I want to put people out there and do blindfold riding tests. Yeah. Let's do it. If, if you hit the chain link fence, you went too far. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am totally up for it. All right. So, and I want to go to the ranch. I think maybe the best thing here is maybe we help Bex get that Seca fix so we can use that for our blindfold test. <laughs> it's no longer a paperweight. It's a paperweight that has function. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, again, thank you for people who submitted their Christmas bikes. And, yeah. again, to our Patreon subscribers, all yeah. of you're important, but then we got some special VIPs. Can we post Dan's mm-hmm. picture? Because that shit's that's so gotta go. I will up. ask him first. <laughs> yeah, ask him. <laughs> I will ask him first because it is it is very. That should well be the done. recycle uh, banner photo. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the, oh, that's the seasonal wait, photo. Man. Actually, don't we have a Christmas photo? Can we make it the yes? Cover I just photo haven't shared it yet. Podcast. Oh, okay. uh, but what yeah, our Patreon it? subscribers are going to be getting a Christmas sure. card, Ooh. a virtual make some Christmas card, Christmas, digital Christmas card, right? Um, so again, we can't afford real ones, guys. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, thank you, Jocelyn, for oh, coming. We're thanks gonna, for having me. Thank you, everyone. Um, we're going to keep track. I can't wait till next year so we can get the follow-up. Um, and I'd like to forgive everyone. I did make a promise last week that we'd be talking... I'd be talking a little bit about Emma's army this week. We've run out of oh. time, oh. so I'll do it. And I'll do it next week. Do you want to make the? Are you going to make the quick announcement? It it it's it's quick, but it's not that. You're quick. working on something. There's well, something I, in the works. There's something mm. in the works. I'm going to make an announcement next week. It's going to be great, guys. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Well, and right. I've got something in the works too. I'm not going to say what. Dun, dun, dun. But yes, we got a lot of things coming. Again, you gonna get thank you, bike? everyone. Thank you Next to Zero3D.com. Yes, sponsor. And um, <laughs> oh, and we didn't say, but um, thanks to AMA because Micah yes. had a breakdown. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And two oh, days before, who called what yes. it was? Right. Okay. Uh, yes, Shut we up, we Isaac. gave you good. <laughs> two days before that. 
you had gotten your AMA membership. I got oh, my snap. AMA membership a month before because I like sent uh, in yeah. a check, and then I didn't realize that if you send in a check, you have to like talk to them and do the whole like hook up your credit card so that your oh. um, oh. it does auto pay auto once a year. Yeah. And so I called and I was like, I want to sign up for this, and they're like, Okay, cool. It'll take up to seventy two hours. And two nights later, I was broken down, and I called them, and I was like, I have three percent battery. I'm stuck in San Jose. I need to get home to Santa Cruz. Can you guys pick me up? I don't know if it's working yet. She was like, Okay, we're gonna fix this for you right now and we'll get you there. Woo! So that was fantastic. Oh, Free awesome. towing. High so great. Nice. Yeah, that was really, yeah, really, really I awesome. I had a very nice. si- uh, similar breakdown experience, but not nearly in the hospitality. Nice. So good job, AMA. Good. Awesome. So yeah, and we've got some stuff we're working on with AMA as well. So on that note, I think we're ready to get out of here. Yeah, let's do it. Thanks again. This is Liza. Mm, bagel. Isaac. This is Nock. Beck says aloha. Emma darling. Jocelyn. Henry. Micah. And we're out of here! Go, go, go.